Welcome back to the Stay Hype Podcast, where I help you heighten your personal experience through my own experience on this earth. I'm your host, Kristen, and you guys, first and foremost, I am so excited to be back, okay? It's been about five or six weeks since I put out an episode, and there's a really good reason why. So, um, I don't even know the title of this video. I'll know it once I start to edit it because I feel like I just need to talk to you. I don't have a specific thing to touch on today. There's been a lot of things that I've learned. There's been so many things that I that have happened, so many breakthroughs. Yeah, just a lot that has happened since we talked last five weeks ago. So I'm going to just kind of jump all around, so bear with me. Um, But first and foremost, I took this time off because I was burnt out, okay? So one of the first lessons and breakthroughs that I had (laughs) was that even if you're doing something that you absolutely love, that gives you purpose and meaning, you still need to rest. And so um, I hit a wall because I started going live daily on TikTok. I believe it was November 2022. And I maybe took around four days off between November 2022 and five weeks ago. So uh, up to August. So we're going on 10 months with no real break without disconnecting um without just being in my own energy and constantly giving 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 and answering questions and coaching and calls and it was just a lot and I love it but I got burnt out and so source the universe god was just like nope uh not only are you burnt out but you're also running from emotions okay and so that brings me to the next thing. So I realized I was burnt out. Um, Oh, also I'm back home. Gosh, so many things. I didn't even, I'm doing a terrible job of updating you guys right now. I just, my mind is all over the place. I'm back home. The last time that you guys saw me or listened to me, I was in Guatemala. I had plans on traveling for six months, but yeah, uh, things changed. Um, Divine intervention happened and I am back in my home and I'll explain that a little bit later. But um, yes, so after the burnout, um, that last time that you guys saw me in Guatemala, I really um, had the epiphany and the breakthrough that I was running from the uncomfortable feelings after finding out that my dad was diagnosed with cancer um, back in April. And so it was just too much and too overwhelming for me when I heard that news and I didn't, it didn't dawn on me how easy it is to disassociate from those uncomfortable feelings. And if you've listened to any of my episodes, you know that me and my father have had a very tumultuous relationship, um, narcissistic abuse, um, and I've had a lot of anger, which has been released on this podcast for sure. This has definitely been an electronic journal diary for me to process my emotions and you know also share my experiences. But I realized after the last episode that I put out, um, I believe about my dad and just I said something like, I feel like I would just be relieved um, when he transitions. And I remember when those words left my my lips and I was like, 
man, I know that you're so angry. I know that he really hurt you, but do you really feel like that? Do you really feel that way? And at the time, a part of me did. I'm not going to deny or um, discredit and, and validate how I was feeling in that moment. But that was coming from a place of extreme pain, anxiety, sadness, grief, and fear of finding out that my dad had a potentially potential terminal illness. It just really, really scared me. And the only way that I felt safe and knew how to process those emotions was through anger. A anger that was very valid that I've needed to express towards my father this whole time that is very justified, but also continuing to keep the anger at the forefront as a mask, as a security blanket um, to, you know, try to lie to my mind and my heart that I don't care if my dad transitions off this earth and, you know, the next time I see him will be on his deathbed and I don't care if we ever reconcile. And that couldn't be further from the truth. Um, I realized that sometimes me doing the solo trip, there's always a, a reason I need to process my feelings alone. Solo traveling just really does something to me, but it's also in a form of escape. And, and so all these things started coming up in Guatemala. I was realizing, why am I not feeling high vibe? Why am I not feeling as excited anymore? And it was because, A, I was burnt out and not taking any actual time to myself fully. I'm, I'm always going live on, online. So I was burnt out. I was running from uncomfortable emotions. I had anger and resentment running in the background, which was which is very energetically taxing, I've realized. And, you know, I'm scared. There's just all these things, all these emotions that I didn't know how to deal with. And so um, in Guatemala, I was, you know, the last couple of weeks, I started to feel like I just wanted to go home and see my mom. I was still no contact with my dad at this point. But I really wanted to just go home. I just felt like a strong urge. Like, I just need to go home for a bit in between. I'd been traveling for about two and a half months. And I was like, all right, this seems like a good point to just go home, refuel, save a little bit of money. And then because I had tenants renting out my house, I was just going to stay with my mom for a couple of weeks, see her, and then book a, book a ticket back to Latin America to continue my six months of travels. Well, the next day after having that kind of thought and, you know, keeping that on the back burner, my property manager called me and said, hey, Chris, I, I may have some bad news. I know that your tenants signed a six month lease, but uh, the husband, he found uh, a really good job that he can't turn down another offer that came up. And so they're going to have to break it early. And at first I felt the fear, the money wounds. Oh my gosh, I'm traveling. And I depended on these people to, uh, you know, have that supplemental income. What am I going to do? How am I going to keep traveling and, and do this? And how, how long is it going to take for me to get another tenant? And what about, is it, is the house clean? And I started all these things. And just see your family. Now, all of a sudden the tenants are breaking contract and leaving. And then the last thing that sealed the deal was my sister calling me and saying like, Hey, um, dad is getting a little worse with some of the things that were happening at the time. And just want to let you know, and everything, the signs were so clear. I need to go home. It was so, it was just clear as day. And so instead of having the fear around the money and my tenants, I started to feel this extreme relief, relief. 
okay, I'm going home. This feels good. And as soon as I surrendered to that, all the other epiphanies and breakthroughs started rolling in. And one of the biggest breakthroughs that I had these last couple months was around forgiveness and how much it really is for you, me, um, and not for the person that you're forgiving. And I know that that sounds so elementary. It's a very, I mean, it's, people say that all the time, but man, until you actually experience it, until it actually clicks mentally, you don't realize how much not forgiving somebody is truly poisoning you, is stealing your quality of life. I had this subconscious anger and resentment programming going on in the background, and I could no longer mask how much energy it was really taking from me. I was exhausted. I wasn't inspired. I didn't. I haven't felt creative in over a year, which is around the exact time. The Lionsgate Portal, 8-8, August 8th of 2022, is when I finally felt empowered to uh, feel the anger around my dad and express it. And I was like, yes, this feels great. My inner child was like, yes, finally, we don't have to pretend that we're not hurt. But then my inner child uh, used that as like a security building, but like we're never letting go of this anger. This is it. Um, since dad doesn't have the ability to say sorry or hold himself accountable, we're just going to stay angry forever. And perfect timing because now he's sick. And so why would I want to get close to him anyway? in his sickness? Why would I want to get close to him when he could potentially leave me very soon? And when I started processing that, it all clicked. And I was like, yeah, I'm scared. Anger seemed more comfortable than having empathy and forgiveness. And I realized in order for me to break this cycle, I have to do something that those before me could not do. And that is say, uh, forgive, say sorry. Yeah. You know, cause I wasn't perfect. Sorry for the things that I've done, even though I'm, I'm not getting a sorry and to forgive. The biggest lesson here was unconditional love and what that really looks like and to forgive this moment. It was just like a flip of the switch where all these things when as soon as I knew I was coming home and I was going back to the place that has caused me so much pain home where dad is, all of a sudden, I was just had this overwhelming feeling of love on a live, on TikTok live on a Sunday. It was very profound. And I was playing some music. I was guided to play some music by John Williams, which is one of my favorite composers, introduced to me by my dad. That's why I love music. But I, we started playing Jurassic Park and all these movies that remind you of your childhood. And I just lost it. I lost it. I started just falling, just getting so emotional. And it's because these songs remind me of my dad. And I could no longer deny the beautiful parts of our relationship that did exist. My mind had been so just completely enamored and uh, I don't know if, they, if that's even the right word, not enamored, but so uh, just packed with all the negative emotions because I needed to finally release that anger that I was drowning in the sea of trauma and, and you know, negative experiences with my dad that that's all I could see in him. And so this moment was such an epiphany and such a divine intervention, um, especially with the timing of it all. Now I'm going back home and all these things that the memories I could no longer shove down of the beautiful love. And I could no longer be in denial that I don't love my father. I love that man. And it's because of my deep love for him and how badly I've always wanted his validation that I shut down and closed my heart.
And I realized that my anger was my block to my creativity. The anger was the block to me finding love. The anger was the block to me being truly happy on a day-to-day basis because me not forgiving and me being resentful was a constant rain cloud that I was choosing to carry around. And I was blaming it on him. And um, once that clicked, I realized like, nah, me breaking the cycle is forgiving him. Me breaking the cycle is going to show up for him in his sickness and in the time that he needs his family the most. This feels right. What I said on the podcast, I'd be relieved. That was an absolute lie and me trying to lie to myself to hide from the pain, the inevitable pain, the inevitable pain that all of us will face when death hits us very closely. Okay? And I think it was something that I've never wanted to acknowledge, you know, that death anxiety, that denial that we have, that our people that we love are going to be here forever. And just getting that news in the hospital hit me like a ton of bricks. It was just too much. And the anger just said, this is a perfect time to show up and show out. And that's when I had this huge confrontation with my dad. Five minutes after he was diagnosed with stomach cancer, my inner child, I blacked out and I felt like that was the best time to let all these years of pain out because I just couldn't take the news. And so that I'm not exactly proud of my higher self. That doesn't feel good. That's not how I want to talk to my dad, but my inner child needed that moment. And for that, I validate myself in these feelings and no longer shame or blame myself for the way that my feelings came out in the timing that they did. So whew, that was a lot. Okay. I feel like I just whew, had five weeks of stuff to just kind of tell you, but, um, so it's been, it's been life-changing. And so then heading home, I came home around August 13th and I finally allowed myself to feel the feelings. I was depressed guys, laying in bed, crying, eating my feelings. And this is where all of the awareness and uh, shadows around my emotional eating started coming up and my the way I cope with sugar and the way that um, I just have this disordered cycle eating of binging and eating processed foods. And it started bringing up everything as soon as I got home. And it was everything that I needed. And it was so obvious that I was running from this, you know, and I'm so glad that I'm not running from it anymore because as soon as I address these uncomfortable feelings, the the anger, the fear of losing my dad, the 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 fear that I had being empathetic towards him and allowing him back in my heart, all of these things that I addressed, my the sugar, the coping, the way that I cope, and the way that I need to heal from these maladaptive ways of coping, but all all while having grace and compassion and love for myself, I really allowed myself this entire time to ease myself back in and. I cannot be more grateful to do what I do for a living, to have this freedom and space to take the time. I have never had time um, in my previous jobs, especially working in corporate America, to take five weeks off for my mental health. And I'm seeing now that that is indeed what I needed. And this experience motivates me even more to keep going, to keep pushing, to keep building the life that I desire, to have the financial freedom, to be able to take five weeks five months off whenever I need, because it's crucial for my growth, for our growth. It's crucial for um, our healing and to become our best selves, to have time 
to grieve and heal certain things that happen to us. I don't think it's natural and I don't think we're meant to push through every single season of life. There's times where we got to kind of, okay, keep it going. But there's a certain time in life where we all, I feel personally, that we all need the space and the time and the, um, and the, and the financial safety, all of it to just focus on ourselves. And I know that that's not everybody's reality. We have children, we have jobs that we have to do. We have people to take care of. I'm just saying, man, if you can carve out 10 minutes a day for yourself to start out, if you're having a hard time, you're worth it. You got to find a way to do it. 30 minutes a day. Come on, you know, like we got to do it. And I could get on a tangent. I have so much content coming. Um, and this is why it's taking me so long because I, I am kind of pivoting in the way that I show up in my podcast and the way that I show up in my content. And so it took me this time to really integrate everything that I've learned so that I can really come back even more authentic and in, in who I am. And um, I didn't see a point in coming back and doing an episode until I really felt grounded in this new version of who I am in this moment. And um yeah, it's brought up so many things. So um, other things that we're going to be talking about going forward that I kind of want to give you guys a heads up around is my sexual assault and sexual abuse and um, the things that happened to me in childhood. It's taken me, I don't want the nervous smile to come on. Here's the nervous smile. But um, I don't, I, it's taken me a long time to be able to really sit here. I talk about this a lot in my live, but as you guys know, I've said this a million times, my live is literally my safe place. The community that we've built is my place of like peace. It's, it's where I go to release and be understood and mirrored and validated. So it's very easy at this point for me to talk about my sexual trauma, abuse, side symptoms, side effects, how it's affected me, intimacy issues, porn addiction, just all the things. Um, and it's taken me a while to really sit here and record it and film it and have it in a place that's going to just be forever. The lives disappear after a few days, you know, they're gone, but this is being housed and homed. And um, I'm just finally at a point where I'm done being silent about what happened, and I know that my story is going to help a lot of people, so ready to be open, so expect some episodes around different topics of around sexual abuse, um, so if this is something that triggers you, just be on the lookout for those trigger warnings coming in the future, and if this is something that, you know, you know, resonates and that you feel you're ready to kind of navigate and start healing, I invite you to be on the journey with me because I am learning as I go. This is the part of my healing that I feel the least confident in as far as being able to grasp how to really get to a safe place within myself to really own my sexuality the way that I desire and to be able to um, continue releasing the shame around the things that happened to me and know that the shame is not for me to carry. So um, lots of things I want to go into around the forgiveness of my dad and how we're doing. And just to let you know, dad is doing amazing. Our relationship is blossoming and this is the happiest that I've ever been. Uh, forgiving him was life-changing. It was one of the biggest breakthroughs and epiphanies that I've had thus far. 
And it has freed me in ways that I never thought possible. And it feels so good to love him. And it feels so good to be there for him. And it feels so good to talk to him on the phone again. We've been estranged from each other pretty much for about five years since I moved to L.A. in 2018. Again, going to figure it out, running away, you know, but in the best way, running away to find myself. Definitely. um, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. And I just thank you for all the love and all the compassion and all the messages, especially when I first took the break. All my TikTok fam, you know who you are, people on Instagram, just everyone um, that just checked on me. I love you guys. We're a family and I'm so excited to continue sharing my experiences with you guys and get even deeper into these things that make me me and my heart is racing and I'm excited about it though. I'm excited to go deeper. I'm excited to just continue making friends with my insecurities and stepping into who I am unapologetically because I'm a bomb ass person and so are you. And so we're going to get there together. All right. So I think this is a good place to start. Take this in. (laughs) It's kind of like a recap. Episode 20. So excited to be back. I will be back on my normal posting schedule next week which is once a week. I'm like trying to think I actually didn't have a normal posting schedule, which I love. So just my weekly posting schedule, not sure what day it is. And I also have a lot of things to update you on, on my new endeavors and new passion projects and new things that I'm stepping into. Uh, Okay. Let me stop because I feel like this is going to be five hours. So I love you guys. Make sure that you follow me on socials, Instagram and TikTok is underscore stay hype. And if you want to support me or the podcast, you can subscribe, which the link will be in the bio. I really appreciate it to help me continue giving you this content that you guys say that you love and that I love. And uh, that's it. It's awkward now. I love you guys. Bye.